Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show, coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska, where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. What's good, Alaska? This is Scott Levesque, and you're listening to the Daily Dose of the Must Read Alaska podcast. First, let me say welcome. Thank you for, for joining with us today on an incredibly bright and beautiful Wednesday, but a little bit really cold here in Anchorage. It's, it's hovering right around negative nine, and uh, I've got a full winter coat on indoors just to let you know how incredibly cold it is, but it is beautiful out there. I want to welcome you. Thank you. It is 2022, and we are kicking things off right and really, this is an awesome time. I've got Suzanne Downing on with me today. It's really great to have you on, Suzanne. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And, you know, it is a gorgeous day in Anchorage. This, it's just a bluebird day. And if it wasn't for that negative nine degrees, but this is the old Alaska from, from the way back before we all got into the global warming fab. This is kind of how it typically was until we sort of went through that little period of time for a few years where things were kind of warmer. So I don't know. We just got to get put our buddy boots on and deal with it, I guess. Absolutely. Listen, I still walk to work, so it, it nothing is going to phase me. It helps with the health. That's what I say. The cold helps with the health. If you How far will. do you walk to work? I mean, it's not far. It's less than a quarter of a mile. But hey, oh my. I'm yep. just, just doing my best for global warming, as they say. Oh, but anywho, right. let's not talk about that. Let's move on because we have a special guest on today. And I'm really excited that Senator Shelley Hughes is with us. And uh, we asked her to come on uh, because there's this incredible uh, fundraising event that's going to be happening on January 12th, which is next Wednesday from 5 to 7 p.m. It's at St. Coyotes, and that's on the West Diamond Boulevard in Anchorage. And the fundraiser is called the Winter Storm Disaster Relief Fundraiser. And, and I don't want to spoil it too much because I think uh, Senator Hughes has a lot to talk about. But there's there's some really great um, Alaskans here that are serving the public that are going to be involved in this. Uh, Rep. Tom McKay, Senator Roger Holland, Rep. David Nelson, Representative Donald Gillum, obviously uh, our, our guest today, Senator Shelley Hughes. But also there's going to be a special host. Governor Dunleavy is going to be there. Uh, we'll also have some couple of co-hosts with Mayor Dave Bronson, Charlie Pierce, Glenda Ledford, uh, and the list goes on. There's some, including you, Suzanne, are on this list. And I just want to say that I am really proud of Alaskans to help Alaskans. But Senator Hughes, thank you so much for joining with us. Let's bring you on right now. Uh, thank you for, for joining with us today. And can you kind of talk a little bit about how this kind of came about? I'm sure it was quick, but uh, can you kind of talk to us a little bit about this event on Wednesday? Well, first, I'm honored to help kick off the year and to be with you, Scott and Suzanne. And um, we kind of got a kick of a new year, right? Didn't we? With the yeah. new storms around the state. And this, we were actually planning a candidate fundraiser. Uh, Rep. McCabe and Nelson Gillum and Senator Holland, myself. And we had it set January 12th. And a few weeks ago, just that typical traditional candidate fundraiser and started thinking about it the last few days as I've been fielding a lot of phone calls, trying to help a lot of people getting briefed. I'm trying to figure out and assess the situation, not just here, but in other parts of the state, um, not just in the Matsu, but 
Um, I've been talking with folks in Juneau. They've been hit really hard, you know, very cold temperatures there, very deep snow. They're having trouble keeping the roads clear and just keeping things heated and together and, and talking to Mike Cronk up in um, the Denali borough and realized that it didn't seem like the right time to put our hands out and for as candidates, you know, we have to run in November and we're heading down to Juneau. Most of us are leaving at the end of next week. So, so time is a little bit limited, but we felt the priority right now is to help everybody get back on their feet. And so in the last 48 hours or so, we started having that conversation and um, made a firm decision because it, you know, we had a flyer all ready to go out that looked a lot different than what's circulating there now. And we just changed it up and said, let's do what we can. And one of the most important things was to figure out how could people donate and make mm. sure the dollars, every penny stays in state. So yeah. if you'd like, I can explain um, how we went about to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just to give people a little bit of background on Monday, Governor Dunley did declare disasters in the Matsu Valley, the Fairbanks Delta and uh, wow, Denali borough as well. And uh, there's been a lot of things hit hard there. I know in Matsu, uh, incredibly powerful winds have swept across there. I know in Juneau, we obviously we reported on uh, an avalanche that happened there and, and just around the state and particularly those boroughs, there's been a lot going on. So that's that's sort of the press with this. Of this. Obviously, you're fielding calls about, hey, what are we going to do? We got people out of power. We got people that are trapped. And so, uh, first of all, I want to thank you, Senator Hughes, for doing this and kind of changing plans on a dime. I think this is this speaks powerful to our public servants who are trying to help those that they serve, their constituents. But yeah, can you tell us a little bit about how people can donate to this cause and yeah. this fund? I, I certainly can. I'm going to preface it, though. I got phone calls and that's on Sunday, Monday from people who couldn't open their doors. And a couple of them were uh, elderly people living alone. And one of them said she was almost out of groceries. You know, what was she to do? These were the kind of calls that we were fielding. I had also been hearing what was happening up in Fairbanks the prior week in Denali because they got hit earlier. And, um, you know, then it started sweeping our area. And so that kind of set the stage. And then as we worked on this, it's like, I want to make sure every penny collected would stay in the state and be specific uh, for disaster relief purposes. Mm -hmm. So um, we did some calling around and we came up with, if we donate to the Red Cross of Alaska, so not American Red Cross, but Red Cross of Alaska, and a person designates on the memo line disaster relief, every penny of every dollar will stay in the state and be used for that purpose, purpose that um, impacted regions right now would be eligible. If another area gets hit with a, a storm, they also would be eligible. If a person donates online, they do go to American Red Cross, but by being from Alaska and having an Alaska address, it will go to Alaska, but there's a drop down menu and you first get on their first page and you have to choose disaster relief. You don't get to choose Alaska, but you do choose disaster relief. But the default is if you're doing it from Alaska and you have an Alaska address, it will go to Alaska, to, uh, the disaster relief 
disaster relief. So, um, yeah, we Senator we Hughes, what we'll do is we'll actually put that in the show notes, uh, direct link please. to them to be able to do that so that there's no, we try to mitigate as much confusion as possible in that. Cause I know there's a lot of steps. Yeah. Perfect. We, you know, we were thinking back to the earthquake, you know, we, 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 we took it disaster. And I don't know, it'd be interesting to compare to other States, but between flooding, mm. um, by the way, we heard that the LIO in Matsu, one end of it, was having some flooding even today. Um, and I haven't heard yet the cause of that, if it's uh, frozen pipes or what's going on. Right. But um, then we had the 2018 earthquake, and it dawned on me as we were deciding how to do this, that when the earthquake ha we happened, we pulled together, we helped one another. And people were donating and calling up and saying, how can we help? Where can we donate? People were doing that, but I don't believe there was an event and excuse the pun, but maybe we were just a bit too shaken up. Mm -hmm. um, but this time we, we were like, you know, there's nothing Anchorage did not get hit this time. They were, you know, they've had other situations this time. They kind of were protected. And so I am very grateful how gracious the legislators are that are from the Anchorage area, uh, Tom McKay, Roger Holland, David Nelson, um, that they are willing, you know, their area wasn't hit, but they're willing to use their venue, their area to host this. And so there is a place where we can safely come together and yeah, we're going to do it. That's awesome. No, I think, I think that's uh it really shows again that Alaska to Alaska spirit, the, the fact that as Alaskans, we know that we've got to help each other out, regardless if we were directly impacted by uh, the devastation that's happened over the last couple of days or not. And I think that's that's a testament to everybody involved in this in this fundraiser. Suzanne, do you have any questions that you want to ask as well? I don't want to take over all the airwaves here. Well, I really appreciate you being on the, on the show with us, Senator. And I just want to remind people that if they go to Must Read Alaska, Dot com. They can see the flyer there. And when they look at the flyer, there is a QR code on that flyer. And if they know how to use QR codes, it's, it's with your phone and you just pulled it up to that code. And then it'll sort of pop up into a, a, a pay function for you. And if you're used to using QR codes and comfortable donating that way, that is a really slick way of doing it. And I think it's really great that you put that on there. But um, it's, it is, the flyer is at mustreadalaska.com. And it does have all the information about how to you know what, you could either write a check, you just write a check to Red Cross of Alaska. And I really like this uh, idea that the money stays in state. I remember the Red Cross of America, it, it got in a bit of hot water after Hurricane Katrina because it was getting a lot of donations in and not all of them were going to Katrina victims and people felt like they were had a little bit of a bait and switch. They changed their policy uh, several years ago so that you can designate the area that the money will be spent in. And in this case, I know, uh, Senator, that the Red Cross is already active in the Valley, that they're providing shelter in these, uh, well, there's shelters that have been set up. Do you wanna tell us where they are? The ones in the Matsu yeah, Senior one, one Center? Yeah, one is at, the, at the, um, what we all call the Palmer Senior Center. Technically, the name is now Matsu Senior Services, right in the downtown Palmer area, which by, by the way, the city of Palmer got hit pretty hard. Um, the other is out in the Menard Sports Center on the other side of Wasilla. And mm -hmm. I, I want to make mention too, Suzanne and Scott, that I've had a lot of legislators call me like, why didn't you tell us you were doing this? We would have hopped on. We want to support this. So there are a lot of wonderful Republican legislators out there that are supporting this. 
And I said, you know, it wasn't intentional to leave anybody out. It's just we switched what was going to be a candidate, a joint candidate fundraiser and turned it quickly into a disaster relief fundraiser. So any of those legislators are um, welcome to attend and support the cause. We just couldn't get them all, fit them all on an eight and a half by 11 flyer. Right. Well, I appreciate you fitting my name on there because I am really, really into this fundraiser. I just think it's so good of you, you guys to do this and I appreciate it so much. Is there anything else that we, uh, we need to get across? I know we have to let you go that you only had a few minutes with us. Um, well, I'll just point out, it's a, I think you said it's St. Coyotes, uh, mm -hmm. five, to, 5 to 7. And if you can't attend, you can still donate, right? Absolutely. Way to do that. Um, but if you can attend, we'd love you to you to come. The, you know, the governor will be there in person. We have um, some prominent mayors, uh, Dave Bronson of Anchorage, Charlie Pierce from down in the Kenai, Glenda Ledford out in Wasilla. Mm -hmm. And um, a number of our sponsors will be there. And we do have prominent names. Lauren Lehman, former Lieutenant Governor, Mead Treadwell, um, Mayor Dan Sullivan, and others. The list goes on. And um, some of those will be present, some may not be there, but they support the cause. So um, we welcome people to come. It's open to the public. Well, you are such an incredible leader. I thank you so much for being on our show today. Thank you, Scott and Suzanne. Take care, Senator Hughes. We do appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. So just so that everybody's clear, again, uh, this is really important that you know that all the monies that are that are going to be donated to this fundraiser, both in person and through the Red Cross uh, website, which we'll again, we'll have in the show notes so that we make it as simple for you as possible. We'll go directly to Alaskans for Alaska for those in need. And I think that's really important. I think this is an opportunity, again, to. Uh, Suzanne, to, for us to rally around regardless of political affiliation and really help out uh, our brothers and sisters that are in need, particularly around uh, these boroughs that have been hit the hardest in time. So I, I appreciate Senator Hughes being on there. Uh, it, it has been devastating. I mean, I have me personally, I know that we uh, were kind of transitioning now after Senator Hughes had to leave. Me personally, I've been out in the in the valley helping some people that I know um, get through some of the things. I mean, People, some people still don't have power. I know the company out there has been working, a power company been working overtime, but there are people that don't have power. Some of them don't have fireplaces to keep themselves warm. Uh, they don't have water. Uh, as you heard Senator Hughes say, some of them are trapped and can't get groceries. Uh, I know that currently right now, there are quite a few churches out there uh, trying to take in um, supplies and anything they need, as well as the Red Cross who's out there now to try to help alleviate some of these issues. That are uh, that are out there, both in Wasilla, Denali, Fairbanks, and uh, the Delta. But man, it is. Uh, what are you hearing? I mean, oh, well, I, you know, I was just a little bit surprised to hear that some people couldn't even get out their doors. But that doesn't. I guess when I think about it, it doesn't surprise me so much because that wind and uh, it's it's just slamming all that ice and snow against people's buildings. And if they're if their door was facing the force of the wind, they are going to be completely iced over. And so um, I, that doesn't surprise me, but let's talk a little bit about the faith-based response to this. Now, I know you have been out there on mission, basically, with your church, uh, yeah. delivering um, delivering things like gen <laughs> generators me. and water. And tell yeah. me about the tell, tell me about the charitable um, thing that you've got going on yourself. 
Yeah. So along with uh, our, our state reps and our senators and a lot of our representatives in these communities, you know, I think this is one of those times where faith-based community as well, churches in the area really step up and help the community. And I know, for example, Change Point out there is a great church on the rock. We're in coordination with a lot of those churches who know specific needs and specific communities and families that are in need. So we've been trying to coordinate with them and we have, uh, you know, whether it's water, whether it's generators, whether it's, you know, how else can we help? Do we need to shovel people out? You know, whatever it is, uh, we've been we've been in communication, particularly in the Matsu, just out of convenience of location. But uh, we're also looking at other areas where we could either uh, send help or coordinate as well. Um, so it's been pretty powerful. I've been out there to help uh, set up generators. Uh, people's pipes are frozen. I mean, it's yeah. not just it was wind it's now you're at negative degrees and yeah. so you know when things get shut off you know your power you don't get you don't have hot water flowing through your baseboard heating there's just a lot of issues so um we've had so, generators so, yeah so scott yeah. some of these some of these folks when they're like you said baseboard heater if it's using water heat and the, if the interior of your home is not three degrees and i've heard that for several you know, many people have told me that it is for many, many people, the interiors of the home is now, you know, three degrees. Okay, well, that water baseboard is going to freeze up. There's absolutely, you know, it might may have some antifreeze qualities, but maybe not enough for three degrees. And then also water um, to your, to your, your sink and your, to your washing machine. And then even well heads, if they mm -hmm. get frozen up, it's going to be months for some of these people before they can get them fixed because we have a labor shortage as well. And so yep. just even being able to find people to, to go in and do the plumbing, um, you know, when, when things start thawing out, of course the pipes will burst and they'll, they'll start spraying all over and there'll be water damage. I mean, this is a, a really serious problem, but I think the labor problem is equally serious in trying to get these repairs made. Therefore, I really do think there's a role for the faith-based community to step in right now. And, you know, government probably can't fix all of this. Yeah. And maybe, maybe you and I can talk offline about, you know, what, what a faith-based response would look like, because this mm -hmm. is the time for, you know, voluntary organizations active in disaster to mobilize Yeah. and for the faith-based um, groups active in disaster. The, um, the Baptist church is incredibly good at mobilizing this stuff. So they, they do have a role here. And, and I think maybe we, what we ought to do is, um, get involved and start rallying some of our church mm -hmm. fellows to, um, yeah. to, to take note of what's actually going on because these are, pro these are hidden problems. Yeah. I, I would say probably the biggest need that I've heard, particularly out in the Valley in Palmer and Wasilla, uh, where the hardest areas have been hit and electricity has been out for a while are these pipe warmers, which you can, you know, these pipe warmers help alleviate the possibility. So just so people know, a lot of people, what they're doing is going to crawl spaces, putting in these massive heaters and hope that the pipes heat up. The problem with that is if you have a blockage because of ice, uh, you you've probably all heard this at some point when you were growing up. Maybe if you lived in a cold area, you hear this gadoosh, and that's a flushing of the system, which can create havoc on its own. You don't even need to bust a pipe. You can you know do damage without it. And so a lot of people are just trying to do that. They're just trying to warm up their pipes so that whatever's frozen uh, as slow as they can to try to make sure that there's no damage, but they get the heat you know, circulating again. Uh, so a lot of it is just generators. A lot of it is providing um, pipe warmers so that there's a there's a safe and, and reasonable way to kind of uh, warm up those pipes without busting them. And then, of course, uh, the fact that if you know, if you're, you know, if you're familiar with how to do plumbing or if you're familiar with, uh, you know, 
the systems normally seem to be around here, which is uh, registers and and um, uh, I'm I'm losing my train of thought here. But uh, if you know how to how to how to utilize that kind of stuff and get through and help people get their house back and heated and, and so forth, that's a huge thing because there is a lot of people right now that uh, they have electricity, but because they've had uh, nothing for so long, their their water's not circulating through their their system and it's yeah. not creating heat, and so they're no, out. No, and no, and then if what they do is they open up the oven and they turn yep. it on to high and turn it on to boil. I remember this from a kid because yeah, we yeah. had lots of lots of power outages in Juno as a kid. And then you you heat up what you can, but that's not what's getting underneath, um, you know, in, inside where the the pipes are frozen. So then you get under there with a hairdryer or uh, you know heat lamp, and I mean there's things that can be done. So I, I think we should uh, what we should do is um, when we get done with this podcast, I think we should definitely take this conversation to the next level, you and yeah. I, and yeah. talk about how we can rally more people to you know get involved. But again. Um, the fundraiser is for the Red Cross and the Red Cross typically does sort of the immediate disaster work. Yep. In other words, they are going to be providing meals in the shelters where if you if you don't heat your home, you better get to a shelter, right? At some point, um, you just go. And they'll be providing meals. They, they, they can provide clothing and other kinds of necessities. And they, they usually have somebody who can help you um, get your medications or whatever it is you need. They do yep. have they do have a really good robust system and they're very good at that immediate relief. They are not that designed for long-term recovery. And right. you have a disaster like this. I mean, we are really at the point where we're probably going to need FEMA to come in. We have more FEMA typically, I mean, that will require a federal disaster declaration. I don't know if Biden will give us one, but typically when you have 50 to hundred homes or more that have suffered major damage, that's when you can get that federal declaration. And then yeah. that's when you can get FEMA to come in and start doing case management, because that's mm -hmm. what you're going to need. These people have just been through uh, just a tremendous amount of hardship the past week. And the problem is, is that the weather's not relenting either. So that's even more disconcerting is that it's continuing to be in the negatives, uh, which again, we don't want to see anybody um, hurt because of this. So I just want to, before we sign off, and I think you're absolutely right, we could probably do a little bit more on our end here uh, to help rally those faith-based communities. But uh, in terms of uh, Senator Hughes, I want to remind people that uh, if you can attend, it's next Wednesday, January 12th from five to seven at St. Coyote's. And uh, we'll have all of that information on Facebook. There's obviously a post, uh, an article that Suzanne wrote that's under Governor Declares Disaster. Um, that's one way to read about it. She's, uh, we have it on our Facebook page, including the, uh, what do you call it, the graphic that was yeah. created. That gives you a little bit of a information on how you can give. And when you're there, who do you write the checkout to? But also in our show notes, we will have a direct link to the Red Cross so that you know how and where that you can give so that Alaskans receive your funds for this uh, disaster relief as well. And, and listen, it's again, as much as we are all divided, as much as we divide on politics and maybe social issues and, and fiscal policy and blah, 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 blah. I think the one thing that I've loved about Alaska is that when people are down, it doesn't matter what color that you ride with in the tribe, we're all part of the Alaska tribe. And, uh, and it's really great to see people coming together and helping out uh, these particular communities at this time. Even if you, you're not affected by it, you are going to be affected by it because there are people that you know that live in those communities that could really use your help. So I would really appreciate it. All you listeners here on Must Read Alaska and our readers and supporters, 
uh, take some time to actually get involved with this because it helps Alaskans. Thanks so much, Scott. You are an absolute champ and it's been a really great show today. I sure am glad you let me come on with you. I appreciate you joining with me today. Absolutely. And again, if you, uh, if you're looking for more news or, or listen, you're not uh, always up on the website, but you get, you know, Facebook alerts from us or whatnot, I would recommend doing a couple of things. One is like us on Facebook. We're, we're railing towards 25,000 and that's what we want to try to do. But also on YouTube, we have great content on there, including videos and, and stuff that we're going to be uh, posting on a pretty regular basis. So you can subscribe and hit the notification bell as well. And we're on other platforms, MeWe, Parler, Twitter, uh, Rumble, all under the same handle, which is Must Read Alaska, one word. Guys, thank you so much. Again, I'm always reminded, particularly in the new year, how much a community means to everybody, particularly in this time when we have such, uh, such need in these communities. It rallying around together and being able to provide the aid, because Suzanne, you're totally right. The Red Cross will help the immediate, but there are some long-term issues that need to be addressed, and that's where we step in as community members. So thank you so much, Suzanne, for joining with me today, guys. Thank you so much, and until tomorrow, take care.